sun. <laughs> sun cut. Yeah. Like BT after midnight. The sun cut. Trying to walk in Milwaukee. You know, make the bucks. <laughs> the sun cut. They go to jewelry. Yeah. Experiment an apocalyptic experience. Apologizing for death. Niggas ain't hearing it. But we seen the signs. We ain't say shit. I guess we in the mimes. It's some clown shit. I'm just a poor nigga with wisdom. One day you catch it. Supposed to eat with your dogs. But ain't nobody blessing. The food for life. The cops watching. We both sketched in. Don't be surprised when they throw a bone in your homie. Fetch it. You on your own, pal. Ain't no best friends. Ain't no true toys. Ain't no new bins. Ain't no family trips. That's where we follow trends. Ain't no love in the town. That's where the hate blends. The cops ain't after helping. They just apprehend. Error of application. The robots are men. Error of conversations. Even if arguing, we rough around the edges. Even when dropping gems. It's uncut. It's uncut. Yeah. It's that mixtape, man. Uncut gems mixtape. Shout out to the homies, man. Free the homies, man. Salutation, salutation, salutation. You have just pressed play on the Uncut Jazz Mixtape, your favorite podcast. I am R.H. Ryan Humor, and... Yo, and if you heard his name, you automatically hear mine, so it's about Dell time. Hey, man, peace, King. Peace, King. What's good with you, bro? What's, uh, what's, your, what's your Sunday look like? How's your weekend been, man? Hey, hey, my weekend been legit, man. I can't even lie to you. Uh, you know, they had lockdown, but we don't go by them laws. Run the muck. No, nah, I ain't did shit. I was staying inside. But still, I was still like, they can't hold me down because I had to go grocery shopping and shit too. So all that shit came in. But also, uh, I caught wind of uh, Nate Robinson, man, and uh, oh, Jack, man. Jack Paul, man. Hey, hey. <laughs> Hey man, po little tink tink man, po little tink tink. Hey man, but... <laughs> <laughs> hey he ain't really got there man. He was talking mad head too. I'm 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 trouble. I'm a problem. He's like I'm the problem child. He said hella shit. Hey he got his ass knocked the fuck out. The rap had to come over there. Nate, Nate, Nate. I told you not to come around here fuck with them young boys. <laughs> <laughs> hey man, you ain't you ain't ever lied, bro. That uh, I I had caught wind about the Jake Paul and Nate Robinson thing, and I was like, wait, what's happening? And then immediately I went. This was in like September. Immediately I go watch the YouTube videos, and turned out Jake Paul he been fighting a little while, and Nate right. Robinson he just athletic, right? Yeah. So then <laughs> hella so, athletic, <laughs> hella athletic, right? So it's crazy, bro. Because here's the thing: I'm not about to be on here telling y'all I'm a boxer, but. I have spent like four to five hours training. That shit is hard. It's hard as hell. It's <laughs> it is hard, hard bro. Hard, that conditioning is crazy. That conditioning is crazy, bro. I did a little boxing conditioning. I'm not going to lie, bro. That shit. And I went in. I'm I'm cocky. So I go in. Ah, these niggas can't touch me. Been beating the conditions. And then nigga went in there. That boy put me to work. Had me in there doing shit. I'm in there. I don't even want to do this no more. <laughs> but it's a it's a whole different mood. So and the, and I think the it, the cold part with Nate is like Nate, Nate inadvertently got gassed up because people was like, "Yo, man, he an athlete." And I was telling people, I was like, "Have you ever boxed before?" They'd be like, "Nah," but you know, you're an athlete. I'm like, I understand things that's a, things for athletes. My brother, my co-host, he an athlete. He can jump over anything. He can run real fast. He can catch any football, but he can't golf. 
right. like you, it's, it's just different type of skills, bro, for different type of teams. Like hurdling is kind of related to basketball in a way. Boxing yeah. ain't got shit to do with basketball. It's just oh, different. It's, it's yeah, just different. We just talked about some boxing uh, not too long ago when we were mentioning Floyd and how defensive he is, right? Right. But, you know, and that just even goes to show you to some of the people's skill set, right? But Jack Paul, right, bro, is like really been boxing like he boxed KSI. And you mentioned about Nate being super athletic. It's crazy because I'm watching the fight, right? And this fool Nate and they're trying to do super punches. He in there trying to he trying to jump up to hit this dude, and he almost trying to like <laughs> he was trying to do some <laughs> UFC shit. Like I'm like, bro, you you gotta chill. Like I kind of already knew he was gonna get knocked out, but I was like, damn. <laughs> and 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 in the same breath as you, I almost felt like when I first heard about it because I heard about it around the same time, and I was like, yo, I'm gonna check this out. I was kind of going for Nate. I'm black. He black. I'm going for the black dude. Right. And he's from the, so, and he's from the town. <laughs> and he's from the town. No, he's not. He's from Seattle. <laughs> no, he kind of from the town. But he's from Seattle. But look, he, now he's been no, bro. Now if he, he would have won, he's been two, three years in the town. You know your town he, people. I do know. But if he would have won, then I'd been like, he's from the town. But he got his ass. <laughs> <laughs> That's fucked up. So he can't. So, so he can't be from the town no more because he lost. Nah, I, I'm I'm giving me as at least he went in there and, and went for the challenge. I ain't got no hate on Nate Robinson, yo. He went in there and did it. He just wasn't ready for boy. He thought the same thing that everybody. Was, I'm black. I'm about to go in there. He thought he was going there with black intimidation and athleticism, and he was just gonna win the fight. But hey, that boy came in there and was uh, 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 giving that boy extra combos, lighting his little ass up. I was like, damn, he ain't ready for this. Then gave him that one last one because he got him in. He got him once in the second round early, knocked him down, and Nate jumped up like, that ain't nothing. Got up there again. Next thing you know, he on the ground again, and it was just over. That boy fell hard. He fell hard. <laughs> <laughs> he fell to that kid hard. Yeah, he just fell hard. He, he, he went to sleep. Like he, after the punch, night That's night. The worst. <laughs> he That's went the, like his, went like the same nigga as, as his height. Came over there like, hey, then you went night night. <laughs> you will go night night. <laughs> It was so bad. I mean, so I mean, I, I I I'm not about to sit here and do the whole moral victory thing. I'm not gonna do the whole. He went in there and fought like a man, but he had no choice. <laughs> he, had no choice. <laughs> he had no choice. I'm not gonna hey, do the whole. At least moral... you got in there. Like this ain't this ain't a cra- this ain't a day day Debo fight. Like at least you got <laughs> in. No, you were supposed to get in, and you said you was gonna win. You said you was going to. You did, and you got what? So head, and it, it, and, it, and you know what? It be like that. It just, it really. I wonder, like did that. he look at the YouTube videos prior and was like, oh, "I can get him. I'm from the hood, Seattle's hood," and then just went in there and just, I don't know, bro. Nah, but, brother. No, bro. The thing, the thing is, this he he's from he's from Seattle, but he spent some years in the town. And everybody loved Nate Robinson, no matter what. Everybody loved him. He jumped over Dwight Howard. He played for every underdog team, whether right. it be the Warriors, the Bulls, the Knicks, um, the Celtics when they were garbage. Like he's he went done, to the G League. He went back to the G League. He's done went all to the that. Big Three. He's done everything. I, he's I, the, he's that's the why qu- I got respect for him. He's the he's the quintessential underdog. The issue is right. this. You get to a point where you're the quintessential underdog, but you so well known, you ain't really an underdog no more. Like yeah. you, you were like you won in life. You won in life. So for you to get on here and try to just at 36 try to fight like this, I guess 28 year old YouTuber, and then lose to him. And he's a little brother of a YouTuber. Like he's not even a crim de la crim YouTuber. He's a little brother of a popping YouTuber, Logan Paul. So right. he's not even like so. You lost. 
to like I, it's just not a good look. So I'm not about to sit there and give you the the you you got in there. I'm not doing that, Dale. You can do that all you want. I'm not in the mood. Did you see? <laughs> did you see the Tyson and Roy Jones Jr. fight? I I did. I did see it. I did. Yeah. What do you think um, about that? Be, drawing that out as a tie. I just, I, it doesn't, you know what? Tyson I just got in his ass. Let me just keep it real with y'all right now. Rolex <laughs> about to go with the moral shit right now, right away. Like, not even, for it. <laughs> nah, not, nah, not even, not even moral. Uh, Tyson's my favorite boxer of all time. I think, I think the reason, the reason they did it as a tie was because like Tyson was in his mouth, but as far as like scoring points go, like Roy was doing, Roy's was scoring hella points at the end while he was like locking him up, trying to not to yeah. die. So I guess they had to make it a draw just because it was like, we don't want to hurt any of these old nigga feelings. <laughs> I, just, I, just... I was so much more simpler than my, my my reason for them giving the draw was so much more simpler. I was thinking he didn't get knocked out. So they was like, hey, bro, you we thought you was going to get knocked out because everybody thought it was like, nigga, we just saw Tyson hit that punchy bag. Nigga, Roy ain't ready. <laughs> so it's like, you didn't get knocked out, nigga. You you went the whole mile with him because even even Tyson at the end was like, yeah, man, you know, Shan, I'm ready to fight again. Yeah, he gonna do it too. And it was like, nah, I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> he said, he said, I wanna, I think I wanna like talk to my family and them and like see if you know, like, man, we gonna talk about it and then we we gonna read about it. We gonna pray proverbs. And then we get back to Mike. Mike's like, no, but you sign the papers right now. No, no, I don't want to. I don't want to sign the papers right now. <laughs> That's so true. That way was, hey, Pistola. He gave it out to Pistola, though. I don't even know how to pronounce that shit, but was it Pens- Pensacola? Pensacola. Pensacola, yeah. Florida. Yeah, he gave it out to them. He was like, shout out to Pensacola. You know what I'm saying? Shout out to my Russian, my Russian fans. I was like, yo, you saying all this shit right now? Like, I really don't want to hear. <laughs> yeah. yeah, so I mean, with with that, I kind of feel like I also want to give uh, I want to recognize LA for putting that thing on because they had Snoop there announcing, and right. y'all ain't, y'all ain't even supposed to like. From what I gather, because y'all COVID is going so crazy that y'all banned all the outdoor gatherings except for worship and protests. Retail is down to thirty five percent capacity, and grocery stores only fifty percent. So it's dope that y'all was able to put on that, that event and make it like a real event. Like the whole, st- nobody was there except right. for seven people and some Smurfs. And the crowd <laughs> was just black in the dark, in the background. So I thought it was kind of dope. They pulled it off. It was a nice event. I want to say it was a nice event. Snoop was in there. Snoop, hearing Snoop, <laughs> hearing Snoop com- commentate boxing was funny as fuck. He was like, hey, yo, it's like my uncle <laughs> fighting, <laughs> fighting in the back at the picnic. I got the barbecue or some shit like that. That shit was funny because then as he was watching him say that, I'm just thinking about mind, like this low key jazz. Like y'all two old niggas are here fighting, but it was just funny because he was cussing, he was doing all type of shit that you don't normally hear at a as at a boxing. You don't normally hear from a boxing commentator, so it was really good, man. I enjoyed myself. It was good times, man. Yeah, they they did a they did a great job of bringing all of our '90s heroes all together when it comes to Snoop, Mike, and Roy Jones. And then even with that, we could toss in MJ because just recently, MJ decided that he was just going to give out $2 million to feed the children. These are proceeds from The Last Dance. Let me tell you this. I know that MJ been giving out a bunch of money in his older age because, you know, MJ loved the kids, but I honestly just think a lot of this is just a stunt on LeBron. I think I think MJ just be <laughs> giving out... But you can't out- really stunt on LeBron because I'm going to tell you why LeBron, LeBron, LeBron built a school. So you can't that's, be stoned. That's what that 
MJ built the hospital after LeBron built the school. That's what I'm saying. He's stunting on LeBron. LeBron, but he ain't paying. He ain't paying tuition. He ain't sending his first graduates whole tuition, paying their whole tuition here. And I'm gonna send y'all to college. Like LeBron the man, bro. LeBron the man. When it comes to humanitarian shit, LeBron the man. (laughs) Yeah, MJ built the hospital after LeBron built the school. He built the hospital, bro. He built a hospital. That's wrong. That's cool and all. And then, cool. and then, and then LeBron with a championship. What MJ gonna do? That's cool. But watch me just feed a whole state for Thanksgiving. He doing off some money, <laughs> off some money that I don't even care about anyway. Like I don't even care about that documentary money. But he, you know what? He didn't go feed like the nation. Like that's gonna get that's gonna get him mixed up. He only went and fed the Carolinas and Chicago, his two favorite places. Bro, don't be down. Don't be down. I ain't trying to MJ. downplay. I ain't trying like, to downplay. MJ. I'm happy for MJ. Bro, he fed. He fed Charlotte in Chicago. You couldn't feed one person named Charlotte or Chicago. So You're right. Let, let MJ bet. let MJ live his life. Barely feeding Liddell. <laughs> Barely feeding Liddell. Can't feed Chicago or the Carolina. Shit, I don't even know where Carolina or Chicago. But listen, man, all all you need is fifty million. But if you need that fifty million, uh, sent. Comedy Central ain't gonna give it to you. Oh, you know that. You know that. Listen, man, for those of y'all that don't know what we're talking about, just recently Dave Chappelle dropped, I'ma just say a mixtape track <laughs> on his IG, basically asking the culture to go ahead and boycott the Chappelle show. Chappelle show was recently picked up by HBO Max and Netflix. If those if for those of y'all that don't know, back in the day, Dave. Chappelle bounced off the show because they wasn't paying him his bread. They had some creative differences. He had to just am spray stage left. Right. Years and years later, once Chappelle starts popping all over again, because, you know, he a goat. He drops a couple epic stand-up specials on Netflix, all willy-nilly. And then suddenly Comedy Central's like, hey, we should just start distributing Chappelle's show again and get this money the right way. We're going to go ahead and give it to HBO Max, and we're going to give it to Netflix. And Chappelle was like, hey, uh, Netflix, um, them niggas still owe me money. So I don't want y'all playing that on here. It makes me feel bad. Netflix is like, okay, you know, based on just relationships, personally, respect and business, we're going to take it down. However, Chappelle's show is still on HBO Max. Chappelle was like, listen, I'm going to ask y'all as my fans to cancel me. Cancel me until they pay me. This is the first time we've had anyone tell us to cancel them. Someone that's popping, someone that's been a goat, someone... Maybe someone that wasn't popular. I've never heard cancel me before. I've never heard don't watch my show before. So, well, my question to you, before we even get into the nitty gritty, just to get some people's memories jogging, what's your favorite Chappelle skit? My favorite Chappelle skit, it's it's funny because it's, I, I think I'm I think I'm with, with the majority here. But I always love those print skits. I love those print Which skits. Which one, though? I love the one about when they went to when <laughs> when they went in and uh, they it, and basically Prince challenged uh, Charlie Murphy did some basketball. Wow. Okay. And okay. then they they whooped their ass and then he asked them, "You want some pancakes?" <laughs> A picture of Dave Chappelle as Prince is hilarious, bro. And not to even mention Charlie Murphy was such a great storyteller as well. <laughs> Man, hey, and you know, all, you know, what I'm saying high praises to him because you know, I, I, um, you know, his loss as well. But, right. but man, they that show was hilarious. Which one of your favorites? Okay, what so is your favorite? My my fa- my favorite skit. Period. My favorite skit is the R. Kelly piss on your music video. 
<laughs> now the in re- the reason the reason that's my favorite skit is because from beginning to end, this is just funny to me. The whole thing when they when they're doing like R. Kelly's doo-doo butter and he's got like a, a hose of a hose of like R. Kelly's urine and he's dressed like R. Kelly. I think that's great. All the other skits to me are sprinkled with these outstanding classic phrases. Right. Like the reparations one. I'm rich, bitch. Like the pancakes. <laughs> The, the Pancakes episode, within that whole episode, my favorite part is when Charlie Murphy's like, they was like setting like fruity screens. <laughs> <laughs> and, then, and then Darnell Rawlings like, I'm not on your team. Like that's, <laughs> that shit, that's funny to me. Like even like the, the Wayne Brady skit, the whole skit isn't funny. Oh. When Wayne, but when, when they're like, it's Wayne Brady, son. Riverside, motherfucker. <laughs> that's, that, those parts are like just funny, but my favorite skit right, from been, beginning. I, go ahead, go no, I was, go ahead. I want you to finish. My favorite skit from beginning to end gotta be "Piss on You" because it's just so it's so unexpected. It's so unexpected, and it's the original meme. Like, right. it's the first. If you go back to anything, that's the first. Like, wait, we're gonna. Imp- I mean, shout out, shout out, to, shout out to Weird Al, Weird Al Yankovic. But to make fun of a song and what someone's going through in their legal struggle, and it fits so good. Oh, oh my god! Like, it it's amazing. It's amazing. Yeah, it so. Is. I also want to put in Tyrone Biggums in there because actually one of my other favorite skits is when they do the fear factor shit. Oh, shit. And, yeah. uh, and, he, and he goes, it's something I got to tell you, Joe Rogan. <laughs> I smoke rock. I smoke rock. <laughs> <laughs> and, you know, and you know what? That, and that fear, fact, that fear factor one has a quotable that everybody knows. And people be like, God damn, Joe Rogan. Yeah. Everyone knows. What, and you know what's so, what's so wild about that is the perplexing thing is you say goddamn Joe Rogan now, people wouldn't know what you're talking about, but they would know they know who Joe Rogan is. Correct. When you would say that back then, people knew people knew who Chappelle was, they didn't know who Joe Rogan was. Yeah. I mean Joe Rogan was popping, mm-hmm. don't get me wrong, but to be like, goddamn Joe Rogan, that means that's Chappelle. But then to be like, yeah. goddamn Joe, you're like, oh, Joe Rogan, he popped by hundred million, right? Yeah. So it's crazy how the phrase can basically like supersede time to change into something else. I would love when he'd be like, goddamn Joe Rogan, I can't eat all that. Yeah, <laughs> like they got they got that swimming pool that that fucking aquarium yeah, full of worms. worms. Like, I, yeah, I got I got to eat all that. You don't have to eat. Why would you have to eat it? Why? Like, That's so just, funny to me. Like and then if you look at the cat, like if you look at the people who are also the contestants, right? That are sitting there, they just like, damn, we ain't gonna win this one. <laughs> They're like, we're not gonna win. So with that, man, I'm glad I'm glad I was able to invoke some emotion from you and to some of our listeners. With that, I mean my. Or have you been watching Chappelle's show? You know what, man? I fucked up. I fucked up. I did okay. watch it. I watched it. Because, I mean, of course, it's nostalgic to me, right? So yeah. when I see it on HBO Max, I'm like, yo, they got Chappelle's show? Yeah. I, I mean, I didn't watch everything. You know, I've, been in, I've been in quarantine. So when the shit popped up, of course, I wanted to watch it. But then when I saw this, I was like, ah, oh, I feel terrible. I felt, like, I felt like one of them cats at work when you're on strike and you're crossing the picket line, but you really need to feed your family. Right. Like, that's how I felt. Like, man, but, like, I gotta watch it because I ain't got shit else to watch. (laughs) 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 But, no, no, I did. But when he said that, man, no, I've been... I I understand that because he's the artist, right? And that's huge for any... For any artist and any any company to support an artist like that because many companies wouldn't do that. Um, There's plenty of artists that I feel like have got their shows ripped from them that have got their names ripped from them. And I mean, he spoke on so many 
impactful things, um, you know, that that really is still happening to this day. You know, you're signing your name away, basically, and you know, to the universe, to 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 the Mars men, to everybody. You signing it, it don't matter. Like Dave Chappelle, we own you. You know what I'm saying? So I think even to see the shackles at the end of the um at the end of his episode and says, I'm rich, bitch, just even makes it even so much more fitting seeing that, right? Because it's like you are chained and shackled to this show. And now you can't even go and do nothing with that name any longer. You have to right. go and switch up a whole nother show. Which I think if they keep playing with Dave Chappelle, he's gonna fuck around and do. He's gonna fuck around and do that. Because yeah. because that's that's what it's gonna lead to. You ain't you're gonna have to pay me. And I think that that's what's so big about Netflix, you know, going ahead and taking it off of their platform. And honoring him in that way, right? Because they're going to end up getting more out of this anyway. Because who, when he does come out with that new show, who you think they're going to go to? Not going to go to Hulu. He's not going to go to, you know what I'm saying, HBO. Because right. he's already went to HBO. And they turned him down. We, what do we need you for? Now, as he said, it quoted at the end of that. Now, what do you need me for? You know what I'm saying? Like, Or right. what does he need them for? Because he doesn't need them. We know, every, you know Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle is possibly in this moment probably one of the most iconic comedians you know um in in so many ways i mean i know people have their personal favorites you know i know you're a big chris rock fan i know um a good buddy of ours is a big is a big kevin hart fan in times i have switched over i've loved i've loved cat williams i've i've loved uh mike epps i love dave Chappelle. i have a very mixed variety of all of them because i love them for different different things that they speak on, different times that they speak on it, it's like, oh man, that's impactful, right? But um, he's he's one of those people that any genre, any race, they know Dave Chappelle. Right. You know what I'm saying? It doesn't matter. Any, you know, religions know Dave Chappelle. And he was one of those people to blankly approach things and go ahead and actually touch on so many, so many different, ethnicity so many different things that were going on things that you probably thought but never never had the had the guts to say that was to say those things out loud but he would blankly do it i mean you even think back to when he did the uh the blind cans the, the blind clansman that right. shit's hilarious right you know what i'm saying like to identify that like that shit's funny like to even to a point to be like oh you know uh white people would still support him just because he has so much hate for, you know, he has so much fucking hate for for the black man or for right. or for any other races or even to the point when he would do uh, skits that would that would even involve, like you, you talked about that Wayne Brady skit, right? That Wayne Brady skit, it kind of gave you some insight on Wayne Brady, right? It's like, Wayne Brady wouldn't be like this and then Wayne Brady out here really game banging, he really juiced from, from, I mean, he really bishop from juice, right? So it's like Riverside motherfucker, like what? Wait, Brady getting wild? Like that shit's crazy. That shit's funny. And like he's just he it he he was one of those particular he is one of those particular um comedians, one of those particular icons that we definitely should protect. So I think it's big of him to ask us the actual, you know, people who do who who make this world revolve, right? For us to say, boycott me because they ain't paying me. And I think we should honor that. That was a very long-winded, long-winded spill. Now I'm sorry for the listeners, but no, there's no y'all needed that. Y'all need that. 
there's no there's no apology needed. I think that this does set a precedent or I mean does get a ball rolling for a lot of shows that we grew up on that we may think artists are receiving a fair amount of money for that they're not. I mean not fair, that's subjective, but you th- you see people you think they're being compensated for their work and they're not. I mean uh, Cedric Yarbaugh from Reno 911 um the uh the tall the tall light skinned sheriff black dude um right. he was talking about how they they're not getting any bread from Reno 911 streaming on HBO Max either. I'm not sure if it's HBO Max, but they're they're in a legal battle with their streaming situation as well. He he I noticed it from his comments um on Chappelle's mixtape that he dropped basically for this. So it's interesting to know that other stars are gravitating towards him even doing this. Cause when in situations like this, you have people that you would think are envious of you, like, man, why are he rocking the boat? You know, like he already got enough. Why would he do this? Like why is he acting this way? You know how they want you to be in line. But it's good to see other stars that are like, hey, man, yeah, that's good you're doing that because they still owe us bread from this other thing. And uh, also, when it comes to me, when it comes to me and Chappelle's show with you, it's, I, thought, I found it interesting when you're like, yeah, I messed up. I watched it. But <laughs> AT&T or HBO, whoever, they've done a lot to, to make HBO, HBO Max free on AT&T phones. I don't know who else it's free for, but it's free for me. I haven't downloaded it, but I've been told it's free. And if you in the house and don't got nothing to do, then if that's what you got to watch, that's what you got to watch. Like, I'm not, I, that's why I was going to ask you when it comes to the, to the boycott deal. I wanted to know, is this a flex? And when I ask you, is it a flex? I mean, is this like a flex with a Starbucks BLM boycott thing? Like, hey, we're going to wear these patches. There's going to be problems. And Starbucks is like, whoa, whoa, whoa. Okay, we're going to change the policy. Or, this is like a better T.I. Gucci flex where it's like, I could tell everyone to stop wearing Gucci for 30 days. It might not work out, but listen, to, watch how many people listen for my 30 days. Like, ain't nothing going to happen, but watch how many people is going to pay attention to this. Is this a flex deal? I think, I think it's a flex, but I think it's a flex, as you said, with Starbucks and, and, and Black Lives Matter. What do you think money's going to come from this? I definitely think, well, see, money's already came from it, right? So here's the thing. A lot of people, um, I do think he's going to end up getting paid. And okay. I think I think this is going to open up the doors for, um, this is going to open up the doors for these companies to be more, to be more concerned about with the artists that they're dealing with. Especially when you got big artists like Viola Davis. You know, there's so many people that have been fucked over in these particular, uh, in these particular contracts that they signed so long ago. You know, so I do think they're going to find ways because streaming wasn't there. Streaming wasn't here when this shit was out. You had to wait for Dave Chappelle to come on on Comedy Central. You couldn't stream that shit. Now that you're able to stream it, it's like, it is very unfair. And their contract wasn't built for this. So it's like, they are going to go in and kind of probably be like, yo, we're going to make sure you get paid. Because that's like royalties, right? That's like, you, you, you deserve something, but you can't just be streaming me all around the world and I ain't getting no dollars for the shit. But yeah, literally... Yeah, I think I think the way I think this is more of a I want to say this is like a straw that broke the camel's back situation where like it's for him. It's not just about the streaming. It's about you guys never paid me at all. Right. right? So it's kind of like it's like say it's like say somebody owe you money and you like, bro, I'll let that shit go. But then in six months, you see them in Jamaica. Bro, pay right. me my bread. Yep. That's what pay that's, me. that's what it's like. Like, I'm gonna let it you go. You have to pay me. Wait, wait, because because now you flex, now you're flexing on me blatantly. Right. Like you know, you know, I work for Netflix, and y'all gonna sell this to Netflix to try to stun on me. 
It's kind of, it's kind of, so I think there can definitely be a situation where, where people let something go, not let it go, but there's just a straw that breaks camel's back because obviously they haven't paid him in forever. Right. right. And cause he left because of, of that situation. Now I was like, bro, y'all going to try to, y'all going to sell this to HBO max, but y'all didn't need me before, but now y'all need me. It's, all, it's like this. Um, you, you know, phase on love, right? Yep. Big worm. Okay. Yep. So big, worm, big, big, worm, I don't give a damn. So big worm was in the movie couples retreat with Vince Vaughn. Yeah. And, um, they were on the posters for the American poster, but overseas, the black people were left off of the poster. Now, Faison Love just recently he filed a lawsuit against the producers of the film. Even though he asked about it at the time, but they just kind of shrugged it off. But he just filed a lawsuit, and he said he said he fought, filed the lawsuit because uh, the brother from Star Wars, um, our the new not, I know not Donald about. not Donald Glover, but I, I'll Google his name in a second. But he had like a poster situation, and Faison Love was like, man. Like they, this probably happened because I didn't step up for my own people at the time when, you know what, we're not going to do this no more. So Couples Retreat came out hell long ago. But Face I Love filed the lawsuit about a year ago because he was upset about what happened with the brother from Star Wars. Like, man, they take on top of posters. And then he also talked about how they did the same thing with Blade. For the Blade movie, it was like, you have Blade and Wesley Snipes. There was another post that was like, Blade, Jessica Biel, Blade, Ryan Winnells. But it's only one Blade. But you put all these other people on the poster to get them to go watch a movie. So Faison felt like he should step up on it. So I can see how Dave would be like, you know what? I'm tired of this shit. I'm tired. I want to, <laughs> something needs to happen. We need to step this shit up and I need to get paid some bread or just something needs to happen. And to me, I'm kind of on the TI side. I kind of feel like this is more, I'm not going to say no money's going to come out of it, but I mean, this is more of like a flex whereas look what we could do. Like watch how I got all these people talking about not watching your HBO max. Right. And then and then watch what's going to pop off. Because I don't necessarily see the streaming services saying, hey, we finna cash y'all out. Because I kind of feel like the, stream, the streaming service, his name is John Boyega, brother from Star Wars. Okay. But I kind of feel like the streaming services are like, or the network's like, nah, nah, we stumbled upon us. We finna get this paper. We're not paying y'all nothing. If y'all messed up, y'all messed up. But going forward, like, I kind of feel like they obviously can't do this ever again. But I think they, they supposed did a great job putting them on notice is what I would say. Yeah, but see, you know, the reason why I feel like he's going to do such a good job because here's the thing about Dave, right? That his track record shows he'll walk away from some shit. Not a lot of people have that track record, right? Because right. he's walked away from fifty million. It's all motherfuckers who applaud him and be like, "Yo, he walked away. He should have took it." Do 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 do, or things like that, right? But Dave made that conscious decision to walk away and now forever that could just show that you know what I mean he could do all of these things but he'll walk away from your shit and leave your shit deuces real quick you know what I mean like real quick please I'll leave your platform so I think someone like Netflix who's new in this in this particular type of uh media media environment right they know they realize that so they're going to they're going to feed into the actor but I feel like for HBO, because the way that now everything is so much more 
on the streaming end and you want people to come and do specials for you later down the line, you need those kind of things because those are the things that help your revenue. Yeah. So if you don't get those people to come, like Dave Chappelle not doing it, that might lead to other actors and other special people being like, yo, I'm not going to do business with you until you pay my boy. Okay, okay. No, I, I see what you mean. I didn't, I, didn't, I didn't think about the HBO special thing because because so many specials are done like on Netflix now and on YouTube or whatever, but you're right for HBO comedy specials in the future. People are like, yeah, Hey man, y'all stream that when y'all probably should have What's popping with it. So I would definitely, I, I would say, you know, you make a good point. You make, I, I would say that there's gotta be some type of movement. I do want to recognize Monique for in a way, not, I don't want to say pioneering this movement, but in a way pioneering this movement, like, yo, they're not paying us. Right. <laughs> so even though even though that beef, even though that beef was with Netflix, it's dope to see someone, what's the word? It's dope to see somebody that has the power to put their thumb down and things move a little bit more respectfully versus what Monique did. Everybody's like, I'm not canceling Netflix, Netflix yeah. is popping. Right. But for Dave Chappelle, Netflix is like, no, don't worry, don't worry, Dave. We'll cancel ourselves. Like, so, I mean, that's a little bit more. But also, for me, it's kind of like this. I kind of feel like I'm not really somebody that can watch a sketch comedy show over and over again. And Chappelle's show is Chappelle's show is three seasons. So, and I want to I want to say it's like 30 episodes. So for those of y'all that have already seen it, if you got to watch it again, I, I mean, I, I completely get it. It's not like it's an eight hour thing where it's like, uh, I got to I got to dedicate. I dedicate, I mean, a whole eight seasons to this or whatever, eight hours a day. I don't even feel like watching it. But it's like most people that wanted to see it probably watch it, probably burn through that shit really, really fast before the boycott even happened. Right. Yeah, so, I mean, quick. it's just very, it's very quick. Very easy to go through, especially on HBO Max where there's no commercials because that definitely helps you out with, like, you know, the commercials take up most of the time in any show. Absolutely. Watch this shit. You be like, man, I can't even. You know, I forgot what you watching. Man, what was I watching? You? <laughs> <Your> commercial. <laughs> like, this, like this show, thirty minutes. It's really, it's, it's really sixteen. Sixteen right. minute show. <laughs> yeah, man. Yeah. I also, I also find it ironic that Dave took a break from the game and then jumped back into the game and was and was just the goat all over again. Yeah. And then because he's popping, Comedy Central's like, hey, let's just put this out right now. But they wouldn't put it out if he wasn't popping. Right. It's just so weird, right? Like, like <laughs> yeah, unless he was doing bad. And it's, and it's fucked up why they did him, right? Like, they put all these rumors out on him. Not Comedy Central. Yeah, they put all these rumors out. Like, he doing crack. He went into Africa. Like, he's doing all that type of shit. Just, just really try to tarnish my man's name. But, I mean, yeah, to come back and really just, and really just really bounce back and immediately get hella fan love. I remember when they showed a picture of Dave. Um, it was just a picture that was floating around. On 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 the social media or whatever, right? Yeah. Like an old person on the social media, but no, <laughs> on the media, <laughs> on the media, you know what that, you know what you're about right there. <laughs> no, but uh, no, but yeah, on social media, I remember they had a, a picture of him just floating around. He's wearing like a vest, orange out, smoking a cig. And we were like, damn, Dave got big, and everybody just got so excited, just hoping. I remember even me, I was like, oh, I hope he do another. Is he gonna come out with another season of Dave Chappelle show? You know what I'm saying? So I mean, this dude's a goat, bro. We gotta give yeah. him credit. Gotta absolutely. give him his credit. Absolutely. Give him his credit, I think I also also think it says a lot when it says a lot when you you can leave. I mean it's again it's it's this is my Jordan my Jordan hype. Like you're gonna <laughs> like leave Jordan. you're gonna leave at the precipice and be like, all right, I don't wanna do this no more. Y'all wild and then come back 
And then Netflix like, all right, we're going to give you $60 million to make these specials. All right, cool. We're going to pay you the money you, you walked away we gonna from. We're going to pay you what you want. And that's the moral of the story is that when you walk away from something, uh, if you let it out of its cage, if it's meant to be, it'll be right back. That $50 million to come back. I hope they pay him even more money. I, can't, I hope they do too. I can't wait. On the other side of the comedic, on the comedic spectrum, we got Kevin Hart. Mm-hmm. This is... A dope contrast because we have one individual where their contract wasn't was subpar when they jumped right. into the game. Now, because Dave was able to basically lay the footsteps and the pathwork and the blueprint for other comedians coming up, Kevin Hart's contracts seem like they're on point. With contracts being on point and money being on point, some would say that art would suffer. My question, you, Dale, is this. Did you enjoy the last Kevin Hart special? No, I didn't. I Why, didn't. bro? Why? Honestly, I mean, I got to keep a buck. Like, um, when you when you already so high up, motherfuckers just really don't want to hear you talk about your rich problems. I don't want to hear you talk about your rich problems. And that's kind of what Kevin was doing. Oh, I got rich problems. Oh, I got caught cheating. All the kids, you know, they had to go live with they, they had to go stay with their mama and had to do, you know, what I'm saying, fly on a public airplane. I mean, on a, uh, yeah, public airplane, things like that. But I, I don't give a fuck about that shit. That shit don't affect me. <laughs> that shit ain't funny to me. So yeah, I, um, I just don't. I, I it wasn't it wasn't exciting to me. So it wasn't. It didn't. It didn't. I, I love when he talks about his family stuff. That stuff's funny to me. That stuff's hilarious. When he talks about yeah. his kids, when he does things like that. But when he when he talks like I mean he, he starts calling the COVID the vids. You know, I got the vids. Like, bro, that's not funny. People dying. Right. <laughs> like, right. Like, bro, like, like that's like calling the AIDS the hip. Like you got that hip? Like, no, nah, but that's not funny. Like it is, right. but it's it's not. So it wasn't. It didn't quite work out for you then. It didn't work out, it, and and the difference is because, and I'll I'll give Kevin this. He's an excellent storyteller, right? He's an excellent yeah. storyteller. He's not he's not Dave, right? He's not Dave, but right. he's an excellent storyteller because he's able to show you a lot of his emotions within his face. I was actually watching right. Dev Comedy Jam not too long ago, and that made me think. I was like, yo, he's very similar to Martin. Like Martin has this high energy. Like he's not the same, but he has like similarities. I'm talking about Kevin. Kevin has similarities yeah. to, Martin, to Martin Lawrence. And I was like, he really sells you on the looks, the expressions, and things like that. It's the things he's able to do physically that really excites you. But literally, Dave can get on stage and just tell you a story. And the shit ain't even, it ain't even got to be funny. But you're going to laugh because it's the way he tells the story. He's so good. Like, even to go back to, to Unforgiven, right? On Unforgiven, he tells you this story about how he got manhandled out of this joke, right? And then yeah. later tells about how like that, and then basically cycles that around to how basically that's what HBO is trying to do. Right. right. And like, it's just some things that Kevin ain't able to do. And I feel like right now, like, it's, it's just like, the world is just too much. It's going through too much right now. To hear about another motherfucker's problems while he's going through it when we know you well off on it. It's just like yeah. I would I would rather hear you talk about some real shit like like this was one of the first, like 
we kind of needed a conscious Kevin to get on stage and talk about some shit. And that's the difference between like a Dave and, and, and a Kevin. I know I keep saying that's the difference, but it really is a difference because it's like Dave can come on stage and he's been doing this his whole career where he's been involved in very like when the nation is basically going through a lot of conflict, he's able to come and address it and make humor out of it. Kevin ain't really never had to do that. Yeah, yeah, they're definitely they're definitely two completely different types of comedic mindset. So just completely different, even from where they where they started at um, to where to what they do. Their their jokes that sell out arenas are just a completely different vibe. I also think that a lot of Kevin Hart's uh, comedy comes from vulnerability. So, and like I think you said a point of like I don't want to hear all that shit right now, and it's a complete inverse. Because you go from like laughing my pain to selling out arenas, and that's your tour. People are like, "Oh, yo, congratulations! You made it great. You made it great. Congratulations! You sold out a stadium. Great." Then it's, "Yo, it's COVID. So I'm gonna record a show downstairs in my house in my pajamas, and I'm gonna feed y'all pizza, and y'all gonna laugh at these jokes." It's okay. Like, it's not. It's not the most relatable situation. Right. The thing is, and when it comes to him, it's like. People are, like, people are like, I don't like him talking about his family, or I like when he used to talk about his family. But his mom can only, his mom can, he only, talk, he can only talk about his mother's funeral so many times. He only talk about his dad being a deadbeat so many times. Like even Drake got to slow down talking about his daddy because you can only do that so many times. And at least Drake can do it in music, yeah. right? Kevin Hart got to make specials and still make jokes about his dad. Like still, yeah. he ain't got those jokes. He ain't got jokes for that. So and you're right, though. Collectively, it collectively it did get to. Collectively, it got to rich people problems. Collectively, because even with the even with like the Bob Pizza joke, I knew what he was trying to do. But it's like, bro, like you still built a brick oven pizza, yeah. like a brick oven pizza oven at your home, and you gonna serve the people? Like so, but so not. But that's why, I, that's why I feel like they're both on such different spectrums. Where it's like, yo, I gotta, I'm gonna drop this because it's it's pandemic and Netflix is paying me so. We just finna run this. We need quick. the bag. We just gonna got run a new it. baby on the way. We need the bag. You, you, you know what, Dale? I don't even. I don't even want to say that he needs he, the he bag. Need I just want to say. Right. I, I want to say no, but I mean, I must play semantics for your point. I don't want to say he needs the bag. I just want to say the bag is on a schedule, and the bag's on a schedule like Mickey Mouse, and the bag's on a schedule like Drake. And what I mean by that is this. You, we were having this discussion a while ago about how Drake might be too manicured, and sometimes things can be too perfect. Where they get on Drake for not necessarily like mentioning social issues, obviously. And and when the thing happened with Pusha, and all of us, all of us won the response. What did we get? We got we got a Houston, we got Houston Prince telling us why Drake's not going <laughs> to write a song. Like really? Like what? So and that's how that's how Kevin is. Where it's like, no, I'm talking about my family. I'm talking about the other stuff. Versus Dave Chappelle. Dave Chappelle's going to give you an eight forty six. Like Dave Chappelle's gonna give you an unforgiven because he's not manicured in that way. So I don't knock the manicured people. Like I don't knock them, but it's like you gotta get out of your lane. Some and it's crazy because he he kind of he kind of wanted to do it but didn't yeah. do it. Like he was like he was like zero fucks given, and then like made fun of the greeter, but then talked about how don't get at me about I know greeters are special. I had a dope greeter once, but don't get at me about it. I'm saying this, and even when you talk about people with one hand, I wish he should have just stuck to like cancel yeah. me. Just do that whole thing. Don't do the whole wait, cancel me. No, but my family's so cute. Bro, like you can't yeah. do both. 
You can't do both. You can't because I was. I, that's what I like. I like that he kind of was like, you know what, zero fucks given. But then the episode, the movie, the, the stand up came out, and he's in this app called Clubhouse trying to explain his jokes about his yeah. daughter. Like, bro, Kevin, stop. <laughs> like, just be easy, bro. And I don't know. It's like as somebody for him, that's like one of my heroes, man. It's kind of. I just kind of wish he just would have just let it be type of thing. Like that's kind of that's kind of why in a way where, in a way where musicians like Drake can get away with not getting back at like getting back at Pusha because Drake don't got to write a song about it, but he could do all these low ass jabs. On yeah, Scorpion, yeah, right. <laughs> and that's okay. Like that's fine. So or you could so as a rapper you could say nothing. You can do low jabs or make a right. diss. As an artist, as a comedian, it's like you could just let that shit ride and say nothing or be like. Zero fuck or say something that looks stupid, but I think you should just let it. You should just let it ride. Like people didn't like it, let, let it, it ride. ride. Like let it ride, bro. You'll make another one. But the way he's defending it is almost like it's almost like he. It's almost like he knows he couldn't do any better. But you could. When people but defend he could. It. You he, know. No, he could. He could. He could do. That. He could definitely. He, he could. He could. He could definitely do better. Yeah, but that's what the defense looks that's like. That's just the. That's you know the Eric about like, best statement. As an artist, man, I'm sensitive about my shit. And that's all I think he is. He's just sensitive because because he's an artist, and it's it's the same way with you, Rolex. You were outstanding comedian. However, I know in the earlier stages, you probably had some days where it was like, "Yo, I don't, I don't really want to hear y'all 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 shit right now." <laughs> I don't want to hear you tell me about. Yeah, hey, yeah, hey. There there was some days. There was some day. Well, there, there's some days where I was shit. There's some upcoming days that are gonna that are gonna be shit. However, when it comes to that situation, it's like, yo, if it wasn't funny. Usually, if it's not funny, no one really, no one really okay. remembers at all. It's like, it's like if you people get crossed every day, B. It's like if you get crossed in, a, if you get crossed in the gym on YouTube, it doesn't matter because someone gonna get crossed tomorrow. But if you gonna fucking talk about how it's your shoe, they got you on tape complaining about <laughs> you got the wrong shoes on, had the wrong socks on, how the ball, the ball ain't bouncing Imagine right. Imagine if I had my jeans on. my jeans on. Exactly. You exact exactly. You seen the skit? Recognize recognize Supreme Dreams on IG. His video his video is hella funny. But he's like, my jeans OG travel anyway. Like if you say all that after getting right. crossed, that's what people remember. People people don't people don't necessarily remember your mistake. They remember like how you how you react to the mistake. And I think Kevin Hart's dopest thing is vulnerability. Like even one of his first jokes talking about getting beat up by getting beat up by a cross-sided midget, like. He's talking yeah. about how he can't fight. He, to, to another joke where he's like, if somebody walk up and punch my wife, they just get to have her. He's talking about how soft he is, but you get to a point where you get to a point where you, you're so, I don't want to say so popular. It's the um, Dark Knight feeling. Die and be a hero or live long enough to right. see yourself become a villain. And this is a tangent, but we live this way when it comes to, when it comes to Tupac, Biggie, and Michael Jordan. Michael Jordan's alive, but hear this out. We live this way because there's nothing after Tupac and Biggie's death. When it comes to MJ, MJ left at the perfect time. Came back, gave y'all a year or two, then left. So you could say MJ was the greatest. You could say he was 10 feet tall because they, they, right. they died as heroes. But you hang around you hang around long enough, niggas start hating you like Paul Pierce. Damn. Why you got to bring up that? <laughs> because that's how it be. I feel like I feel like really liked Paul Pierce. And then after a while, it's like, they're like, go Think away, this, nigga. Go that way. Go that way. <laughs> Even with, like, just... Go away, dude. No one's gonna see you anymore. And I think that's why I feel like if Kev, I feel like people could probably go out that way within a lot of situations within their life. If you went into a situation 
you got to ask yourself, like, do I want to die and be a hero or live long enough to become a villain? And living long enough to become a villain is how long do you want to defend this, this, this whatever insult you got? Because either way, you're, either way, you're going to look bad. Like, people from a, a wise man said don't argue with fools because people from a distance can't tell who is who. You're going to look silly regardless. So right. just die and be a hero. There's no way as a comedian that if you're going to explain your joke, somebody's going to be like, oh, okay, I see how that was funny. That's not how that works. And he knows that. But it's really, it's just, I wish I really, after reading his book and knowing how confident he is in his own skills and ability to see him have to like go into like websites and explain jokes to people and shit, he shouldn't have to do that. Like he got, he has a brick oven pizza oven. Like it's not, <laughs> ain't no reason to be. <laughs> no reason ain't no reason to be doing that shit like I mean it's like you you can't I'm not I'm not about to sit up I'm not gonna sit here and give up his jokes but for those of y'all that haven't seen it uh, feel free to definitely give it a try one joke that I thought was really dope I won't snitch on it but when he was talking about about women yeah. want you to be mad at things yeah, that I they would be mad at that to me yeah. I wish he spent I wish he spent 20 minutes on that Cause that was funny. That has so much game. Like that's so funny to me. It's like outrageous. But I, I'm kind of wondering when it comes to streaming and getting paid with people that can, that people that contribute to the internet. How does it work for people in jail? Like when they make music and they stream things. Cause it'd be people in jail that stream stuff. So do they got like a Netflix Kevin Hart deal or do they are they getting like hoes like Dave Chappelle or are they rapping for free deal? And collecting EDD because I heard how? that he was in prison was collecting how? EDD, bro. How are you? <laughs> First off, let me just let me because look, because look, I, I mean, what do you mean? I guess it's the way I haven't really heard. About Wait, did you hear about heard, it? I haven't heard all, all, the, all the details. I heard to me, I was like, man, prison, they're always scheming, you know what I'm saying? That's all I know. I mean, I know some people who in jail, they be scheming. So that's just what they do. Even behind bars, if you a schemer, you're going to scheme behind bars. But <laughs> nigga, I'm already here. What you do? Give me more time, nigga? I mean, shit, I'm already here. For real. What you going to I mean, what you going to do? Don't do more that, yeah, we can. I mean, no, but for real. Life, don't do matter? that, though. I might as well get my, get my commissary up, nigga. <laughs> <laughs> no, nah, but. Just but, scamming on death row. But, like. they, but <laughs> the thing I was going to say was, is they do work, though. You know what I'm saying? They do. They just get paid like a nickel, a wooden nickel. But they like... Wait, wait, wait. So let me... So stop. Let me... Because it sounds like... It sounds like huh? either you don't know what's going on or you've been scamming in jail. <laughs> Listen, like... <laughs> for, the, for those of y'all that, for those of y'all that don't know, it's been found that California inmates have scammed EDD out of nearly $1 billion. For those of you guys that don't know, for our global listeners... That is right. the Employment Development Department of California. When the, when the world ended, they were like, we're going to give everyone money. Apparently, they inadvertently gave a billion dollars to inmates. So while they were tripping off of giving an extra 600 to somebody that was at home, because that's more than they made, I don't know, at Hobby Lobby or whatever. Meanwhile, they was giving death row inmates like Duncan Andrews just a billion dollars inadvertently. So, Dale, my question no, is, no. <laughs> why do you think this is okay, and why do you support it? Damn. I didn't say it's okay. I'm just saying, don't they technically work? Like, I'm just saying that. Don't they technically work? Because like, when you're behind bars, you are on, like, a lot of people on work reform. 
Yeah, you work for like right. you get us you but get a I, cool okay, eleven so, cents a day. So, so what I'm saying is, and they was like, "Yo, we can't go work because because <laughs> of COVID." So y'all gonna pay me? <laughs> That's not how that works. Hey, <laughs> <laughs> shit. Wait, wait. Okay, oh, okay, cool. So, so you can't get your eleven cents a day, and then unemployment's supposed to pay you like seventy five percent of whatever you was getting paid. So, the, so then, like, okay, you're supposed to get your six point five cents today. How is it a billion dollars? I don't know. Hey, but look, look. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Maybe. I mean, hey, man, you get a lot of free labor out of prisoners. You do get a lot of free labor out of them. I'm not supporting the prisoners. I'm I, look. I'm on. The, I'm on the fence about this. I don't know. Feel like I know prisoners be getting fucked up in jail. They be getting fucked up in jail. Hey, if you let some motherfuckers that's behind yeah, that's bars because you already caught, you scam you out of one billion dollars. That's your fault. That's your fault. You should be able to. That, hey, because look, look, that's the problem with the IRS. No, real talk. IRS, and I've been telling y'all, y'all need to get a better system. System sucks. Just some garbage. So that goes to show me maybe motherfucker was able to get in contact with you. A prisoner was able to call you, collect, get in contact with you, and file EDD. That's your fault. Bro, I don't even know. How, I don't even know how they even got through the line because it'd be hard as hell to call that number. Like, you can't get through that, that number. So that took hell right. of work to, for them to even get through to the number anyway. Like, so shout out to shout out to them for being industrious. It's just not easy. And yeah. the, you are right, Dev. You will be getting destroyed in prison. Literally, Figuratively, sure. you know, literally. You know who just got out? So, the motherfucking uh, booty warrior. So, like, you know what I'm saying? Man, some people felt like they, their time was due. Man, man. So when, when, booty, when booty warrior got out of jail, everybody in jail was celebrating. There's like they there's there was a party and shit because they were so happy because if he wants it he takes it. The thing is, my problem is this, right? Jail sucks. So if they gave him a billion dollars, and know, the money's fine, going like, back to more power to the prisoners. For those who are like to the to the to the to the prison, pretty much because it's going back in the commissary. It's literally what are they going yeah, to it's, do? Yeah, it's, they in, can't just they in jail. It's going back like, into the commissary. <laughs> Yeah, they can't buy you. You can't buy a Lambo, like unless they got it at the commissary. But even at that case, the 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 jail gonna overprice the Lambo. If you want to get a Lambo in the streets, that shit is like five hundred thousand. If you want one in jail, it's like seven million in commissary because they overprice everything. <laughs> noodles be like ninety dollars for noodles. Yeah, and then the seasoning is five. <laughs> what? The seasoning is separate. That is it's a cold place. But that's what I'm saying. It's really bad in there. So if they came up, yeah, yeah, they get a noodle. They give they give the noodles open, barehanded. No barehanded. No packaging. Is here. <laughs> Was somebody chewing on this? Take it. Take it or leave it. Take it or leave it. Take it or leave it. That's what I'm saying. Jail, jail is real messed up. So if people got an extra billion, that's fine. Old girl, Jamie Foxx, old co-star from the Jamie Foxx show, was talking about how prisoners got it too good. Listen, I watched. Mm-hmm. I watched that too. Sixty days in, right? I didn't want to watch it, but this girl, this girl made me watch it. I didn't want to watch it because I, I was traumatized with shit. However, it did get a little entertaining, and nothing else is on. But. This little white chick was like, I think she everyone was in the jail deserves, deserves to be there and everyone should be there and it sucks, it sucks, and that's on them until she got in there, she got in there and then her makeup was missing. 
And she told she told the guard, was like, hey, they stole my makeup. The guard was like, well, that's too bad. She was like, can you take the cameras? Yeah, I'll have someone get on that for you. Ha, 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 ha. And she was like, this place isn't nice at all. Well, bitch, no shit. So for, for people that don't know how bad jail right. is, I get it. I get it. You've never been there. Trust, trust me. It's horrible. It's just like when people say, well, in jail, they get to have a phone. It's kind of like a white mm. person saying, well, you're black, so you get to say the N-word. That's okay. Yeah. okay thanks right. for that part <laughs> of you. my freedom. Thank you. Okay. I, I, get, I, get to, I get to take that back. <laughs> get the fuck out of here. Anybody, 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 in, anybody out of jail talking about how right. easy jail is, you have freedom privilege. You are communicating things from a place of freedom, talking about if they could focus that good on drawing stuff in there, want to get their lives right. together while you watch a show smoking meth. Like you, your life sucks. So don't tell somebody what they should be doing in jail. Freedom privilege. So yeah, man. If they, I'm not on the fence about nothing. They're on the fence because we the police. I'm not For me. The police. If they don't get the prisoners a billion, give them a billion. I'll be dealing with real crips and blood. So I don't need you telling nobody that. Not the police, bro. Not the police at all. <laughs> Shoot. <laughs> I, I, I wanna I wanted to say this, bro. I uh, just for some reason I just thought about this talking about criticisms and things like that. And when it comes to our show, and you mentioned Chappelle being able to touch on different places with race and ethnicity. I think the dope thing about him being able to right. do that is that he does it to everyone. Like, he does it to everyone. Bill Burr does it to everyone. Somebody that watch a lot, Andrew Schultz, makes fun of everyone. On our show, we consciously make sure, not even everybody. make sure, this is all organic. We make fun of everyone. And I, think the, and I think anybody can get it. And I think the problem is with, when it comes to, to Kevin Hart's, like, vulnerability or, like, his sensitivities is that when it comes to criticism, he doesn't equally clown everybody. And when he does clown people, he yeah. walks it back. Like, nah, you got to go all the way in. You got to just, if you're going to get on your ex-wife, then fine, get on her a little bit. And then talk about your current wife a little bit. And then, you know, like, you got you to gotta talk about, you got to make fun of everybody equal opportunity. Or else it looks like you're picking on people. And that's a lot of why people try to do, like, race jokes and things like that. And they don't go well because you're not handing out the smoke right. in an equal opportunity. You're not doing it the right way. It just... It don't necessarily work that way. So with that, I want to let y'all know, if you're working on something right now, don't hold back. I need you to just go in. I don't need you to be worried about what someone's going to think or what someone's going to think about this or someone's going to think about that because you can't show a fool a half-done job. So keep working on what you're working on. Keep creating. Keep making your art. Keep putting your energy into the universe. And we'll continue to support you the way you support us. I do do I you have a listener of the, of the week, week for these buddy, people, buddy. my brother? And the listen of the week is from Jay-Z. Ho, man. God. Y'all already know, man. Ho, yeah. Rockefeller. You know what I'm saying? Ho! Hey, I, I love this album. Before I even say I love this album because it came out the day after my birthday. The movie came out a day after my birthday as well. I remember this was a big deal. But the movie was American Gangster. The album is American Gangster. The song is American Dreaming. And the reason Ooh. why I chose this song is because that's what a lot of us is doing, man. We American dreaming, right? That's what Dave was doing. He was American dreaming. We're talking about a 30-year-old cat at a time where, you know what I'm saying, he himself was just having a child and things like that and was launching off to be this great 
celebrity that he was becoming walked away from 50 million. And there's a lot of y'all out here who's saying, I can't believe he would walk away from 50 million. And the difference between you and Jay and Dave is this. Y'all ain't never been offered 50 million. That's the difference. And he knew from a fact that his name and his in his particular likeness is worth more than 50 million. It's worth 60. That's what Netflix gave him for it. But <laughs> no, 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 but the dream the, the song I got for you, man, is American Dreaming, man. I just love it, man, because you know what my boy say. He said, for now, I'm just in my for now, I'm just in a lazy boy, big dreaming in my lazy boy. What in the clouds of smoke been playing this Marvin? Mama forgive me should be thinking about Harvard bars. That's fucking bars. Because you know why I even put that in there, Rolex? Is because of this. Dave could have settled for the 50. Like, like Jay could have been a Harvard nigga. And we wouldn't have got all of this excellentness. Right? That's how I feel about Dave. Dave could have stepped at 50 million and the next few of his shows could have been trash. But he but be but because he didn't, he had a lot more content to talk about. This is how true. Motherfuckers ain't paying him, and now his future about to even ring even more because he go, you know how Dave gonna do. He gonna come at they ass. It's your ass, Mister Postman, or Mister HBO, however you want to play it. <laughs> you make a, you make a great point, man, because he was he he was about thirty, like fifteen years ago. When it, about when that happened, he was about 30. Right. And he had to walk away from $50 million because it wasn't right. Like, word, word. And for those, and for those of y'all to be like, well, the contract is the contract. And it's not, it should be the contract. And if he signed it, he signed it. Y'all are the same people that me and Dale have dealt with coming right. into every cell phone job that we've had with your wet ass phone. Talking about, I don't have the insurance, but I've been paying y'all for eight years. Well, your contract doesn't say I've upgraded. But the contract, is the, the, the contract isn't right. So, Think about every single time that you signed some shit or you were forced to sign something. You signed something because you were fatigued or whatever and was like, damn, they knew what they was doing. That's what, that's what this is about. It's not necessarily about if the signature was put on a piece of paper. Everyone understands that. Like I, I'm, I'm a enthusiast of great negotiations. I love that. I love the art of it, all that. However, we're asking if this is right, though. This is a situation like we're asking if something's right. And you know it's been thousands of times in your life. Some of y'all done done them payday loans. Man, this ain't right. This ain't right, but I'm not happy. Well, that shit wasn't right, but I need it for right now, though. (laughs) 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 I need it for right now. We rolling that motherfucker over for five years. You done done paid 20 bands on $200. Damn it. I'm going to Cadillac. (laughs) Right now. I sure do, man. Shit, man, do you have a listener, man? A big shout out, man. This is my guy, man. A guy I did a few skits with. A guy that I stay connected with, man. T Banks, man. Thank you so much for tuning in, giving your support, man. Definitely always sharing the videos. Definitely always showing mad love to me, man, and always pushing me to continue to bring out my creativity for you, the fans, for you, the listeners, for you who just now tuning in. So, man, thanks to you, T Banks. Big appreciation on you, bluff. And that's Vallejo's finest, man. Light skin power. <laughs> T Banks, we appreciate you. Stay, stay, stay half black like that. Yo, man. <laughs> Yo, man. Per usual, y'all could be. Hey, man. If this your right first now, time tuning in, we appreciate that. the music. Yeah.
Free the homies, man.